0: Welcome to the Black History Month edition of the Doctors Washington podcast, where we highlight African Americans who have made a significant contribution to the field of medicine. This episode features the life and achievements of Dr. Leonidas Harris Berry, who was known for being a pioneer in the field of gastroenterology and endoscopy. Dr. Berry, a descendant of a self liberated African who fought in the Civil War on the side of the Union Army, was born in Woodsdale, North Carolina. Dr. Berry earned two bachelor's degrees in science, one from Wilberforce University in 1924, and another from the University of Chicago in 1925. He earned a medical degree from Rush Medical College in 1929, and a Master of Science in Pathology from the University of Illinois in 1933. From 1929 to 1930, Barry interned at the Freedmen's Hospital in Washington, D.C. In 1931, he entered residency at Cook County Hospital in Chicago and became the first Black intern at this facility. Barry completed his internal medicine and gastroenterology residency at Cook County Hospital in 1935. One year prior, he became a junior attending physician in gastroenterology at Chicago's Provident Hospital. The first Black owned and operated hospital in the United States. One year after this appointment, Barry became the chairman of the hospital's division of gastroenterology and held this position until 1970. At Provident, Barry also was the chairman of the Department of Medicine from 1947 to 1949 and senior attending physician from 1963 to 1980. While working at Provident, Barry joined the staff at Michael Reese Hospital in 1946 and became the first Black physician on staff at this facility. For 17 years, he engaged in a battle over his application to be named to the attending staff at Michael Reese Hospital. When Barry made his first formal application in 1959, he was already known worldwide as one of the most distinguished gastroenterologists. He also had taught gastroenterology at Cook County Hospital and at Michael Reese Hospital for 17 years, yet he was repeatedly deemed not qualified for the rank of attending staff. On December 10th, 1963, Barry made his final appeal to a Michael Reese trustee board committee. At the age of 61, he told the committee that it was the civil rights movement that convinced him to refuse to wait any longer. Quote, I have spent many years of crushing disappointment at the threshold of opportunity, he wrote, keeping my lamps trimmed and bright for a bride that never came, end quote. On December 20th, 1963, Michael Reese Hospital named Barry to his attending staff. For the rest of his career, Barry held the position of senior attending physician at Michael Reese Hospital. In the 1930s, Barry studied under Dr. Rudolf Schindler, a gastroenterologist who developed the first practical gastroscope in 1932. Schindler's gastroscope consisted of rubberized semi-flexible tubing that contained lenses and a tiny electric light. By sliding it into the stomach via the mouth, an examining physician could observe a living stomach. After learning how to operate the gastroscope, Berry began using this instrument to study the lining of stomachs of individuals severely addicted to alcohol. In 1941, he presented his findings in a paper at the American Medical Association's annual convention, becoming the first African-American to present a paper to the AMA. His studies under Schindler and his work on chronic gastritis eventually led to his development of the Eder Berry Gastrobiopsy scope in 1955. This device was the first direct vision suction instrument for removing diseased tissue from the stomach for microscopic examination. By the late 1960s, Barry was held as one of the leading gastroenterologists in the world. Throughout his career, Barry conducted many groundbreaking studies in the field of gastroenterology and endoscopy and published his findings in numerous articles in medical journals, books, and monographs. In 1974, he published much of his work in his authoritative textbook, Gastrointestinal Panendoscopy. Barry authored 15 chapters in this text. Contributors wrote the remaining 20 chapters. In addition to his long and distinguished medical career, Barry was active in teaching, writing, and community public service. The latter included work in civil rights on the racial problems of public health and with the African Methodist Episcopal Church. He was also the author of a genealogical history of his family. I Wouldn't Take Nothing for My Journey, Two Centuries of an Afro-American Minister's Family, published in 1982. Dr. Berry was dedicated to bridging medical care to African-American communities that had none. In the 1960s, Dr. Berry, along with Dr. Jasper Williams, and more than two dozen other Chicago medical professionals, organized the Flying Black Medics. The Flying Black Medics consisted of nurses, pharmacists, social workers, dietitians, paramedics, and biochemists from Chicago. With assistance from the Williams Brother Medical Clinic, which provided aircraft service, the Flying Black Medics flew to Cairo, Illinois, to address the medical needs of impoverished residents even during the Cairo race riots in the 1970s. Regularly, the Flying Black Medics brought medical services and supplies to the community. They also set up a medical clinic in the basement of Ward Chapel AME Church. In recognition of Barry's pioneering contributions to gastroenterology and to ensure continued work in the field, the Barry Society for Digestive Diseases was established in 1980. As stated in the society's bylaws, its purpose shall be to unify physicians, surgeons and other scientists in the broad field of gastroenterology who are dedicated to encouragement of continued excellence in clinical medicine, research and educational field with high priority and emphasis on human values for all patients, regardless of race, sex and religion. Barry married twice in 1937 to Ophelia Harrison in 1959 to Emma Wilson. With Ophelia, Barry, had one daughter, Judith Ann Berry. On December 4th, 1995, at the age of 93, Dr. Berry passed away at his home in Chicago. His funeral was held at Griffin Funeral Home and was attended by an extraordinary number of physicians, nurses, and civil rights activists. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Please like, share, and repost as well as follow us on your preferred social media platform. Don't forget to check back for our Wednesday weekly episodes. Until next time.